true believers to another exciting episode of the Not Funny Guys presents Off the Reels, the internet's number one podcast on public library recommendations on Japanese culture and, backed by popular demand, midlife crisis. <laughs> this is episode 93 of the internet's most popular movie podcast, and today we're excited to talk to you about Lost in Translation. We are your favorite ne'er-do-wells, the Not Funny Guys. I am your host, Casey, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, the other members of the Not Funny Guys, Dr. John and Eric. Gentlemen, say hello. Are you channeling a Muppet there? I don't know. Yeah, there's a little Dr. Teeth. <laughs> I didn't have to say. Huh? <laughs> I, I have no idea. I just want to say, like, you, you, you did so so well at your accent that you forgot our nicknames for the week. We're just Dr. John and Eric. I mean, well, <laughs> like... Well, you introduced me as rough. Okay, I am, I am, I am Evans and Eric, and there's Doctor John, and you know, I am, I am not a rapper or DJ, but that made me sound like I could be one again. What I'm giving you your new career if things don't turn out well with Tim. Gotcha, gotcha. Just trying to help you out. Trying to help you out. How are you guys doing? Doing all right. Not bad. Maybe yeah. Nice, nice. Do anything fun this week? Other than snow, well, I didn't and have I snow. Don't... I just had cold. Oh, okay. You had cold, Eric. Did you do some snow? Yes, we have <laughs> snow on the ground. It it is more than I think I've had the entire time I've lived here combined. Otherwise, I think so I it's, it's some pretty... other type of snow. No, I don't do that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta get well, out of your teeth. <laughs> well, yes. No, I had no snow. I just had cold, and then it got real mild, and then it got cold again, but not real cold, as you would say, Casey. Oh, I had both. I had both. I had like fun. Louisiana and Texas cold, not northeast cold. So eighty degrees? No, no. When it drops below to like near the like thirty three, like below forty is where it starts to be like Louisiana South cold. All right, you know. So it's Eric, a, it's a storm that could have rivaled a, you know, like a, a more simple storm in Boston, not not anything crazy. See, I just got I just got rain, and this week at least this week for the storm thing, we didn't have like two e learning days because there's a thunderstorm coming. So I got the storm that like you'd wake up on a Monday in Boston, like ah fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, That's it. Isn't I that, the, this? Isn't yeah, that right. the storm you want to wake up to on like Friday morning and go? No, Maybe. okay. No, I got okay. nothing. I got nothing there. Right. Um, it's Monday. Eric, it's like I already hate Mondays. You know, I'm making a lasagna for dinner. It's Eric, I gotta ask: Garfield. Did you lose at trivia? No, we won. What? We, we braved the snow, went out. It was actually uh, it was a bit pretty pretty all day storm yesterday, yeah. um, which was tri- trivia day. And so the the original venue where it usually is uh, was not open, but it did move to the brewery next door. Yes. Literally next door. <laughs> I think there's like maybe two businesses in between, but it's an office park sort of idea, uh, ex-urban if you will. And then, um, yeah, we won there. We was not a very crowded trivia to, to, to say the least, but, it, uh, we won nonetheless. I like to think huh? that if he had not, if he had braved the snow and lost, it would yeah, be like, a, it, would be, it would be like a villain <laughs> origin story. You know, it's always a villain or well, you know, but no yet, the snow, he gets there, he loses, and then he gets a flat tire on the way home. 
we did him. And, we did and, get and what's up by, his supervillain power? Like he changes the tire in thirty seconds. <laughs> no, his supervillain power is he decides to uh, eliminate all snow and introduce climate change and becomes like a mad scientist. Oh, I'll allow it. Okay. I'll my, allow it. My superpower is I'm I'm they're changing the the tire and I get hit by a car only to realize I have the world's toughest skin. Because I have to deal with mm. you two knuckleheads. So you became, so you became Rhino. You became yeah, Rhino. I became Rhino without any any fucking horns. Hey, aren't yeah. you guys Republican glad that game game only? <laughs> hey, aren't you guys glad that you don't own Teslas? Because then you wouldn't be able to start them. I wouldn't be able to Tesla. Exploded me already. It would have exploded you. It would have driven a left instead of a right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Multiple things that could happen with your Tesla. You know what, Elon? Suck it. At least we don't live in Iowa, right? Thank God we don't live in Iowa. Most Sorry, of the Iowa. was freezing. Yeah, uh, a couple of weeks ago, or actually a couple of days ago, not yeah. even weeks. What is going on? Less with than time? a week. What is with time? Yes. Um, what we are time? approaching that um that wonderful one year anniversary of not fun. So yeah. which is not funny. <laughs> I was talking about a different one year anniversary. Um, uh, hmm. But uh, yeah, so um, with that, let's also talk about funny. something <laughs> also not funny. Uh, let's talk about something that is um, amusing to me, may not be amusing to anyone else. Do either of you know that there was a little movie that came out last year, I'm pretty sure, um, called Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part One? <laughs> do you I've know been changing the name? Do you know what its new title is? No. Mission they were Impossible Dead Reckoning. Oh my God! What? <laughs> because the as people learned this year, part ones don't work. God. No one wants to to see it. Why don't they just relabel it? We're no longer Dead Reckoning, the, and then give this one a new name. Well, well they, I mean, that's this, what they did. They just called it. Dead that's Reckoning. what they did. Okay. Yeah. And so instead All of right. dead, the new one, will be Dead Reckoning Part Two. Yeah. Now it'll be whatever. And two will be okay. Uh, thank God. Mission Impossible Endgame. You know. Yeah, <laughs> I think this is why Dune was smart. Dune, when it came out, did not say part one. Yes, that Dune was very smart, but Fast and the Furious didn't warn people. <laughs> and neither did Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse mm. was originally going to be part one and part two, and then they changed yeah, it. Yeah, see, I didn't know that. that the, the I didn't know were. that going in. I didn't know that going in, but when I was in the movie theaters, I was like, hold on. I looked at my watch, and I was like, no, this is not the end of the story. Yeah. I was, like, I was, I was we've, entered third, we've entered like a third, third act, and I'm like, Ooh. but see, here's the difference. When they did that with Spider Verse, I was okay with it. I was like, cool, yeah. There's a lot more yeah. story to tell here. Yeah. When they did that with Fast and Furious, I was like, son of a bitches. They just, <laughs> didn't wanna, they, just they, they like all you needed was 30 more minutes, and this is wrapped up. <laughs> yeah. I'm. What are your? Because I'm almost all... mad that they're going to end on 11, like supposedly. So they have to go to 12, right? I mean, no, they were like, supposed. No, they were supposed to be do. It was going. So the newest the ten was starting a trilogy. Ah, a Momoa trilogy, a Momilogy. Yeah. If you will. Okay. <laughs> it originally was going to be two, <laughs> then they decided to do a trilogy. Nice. I um, I think that was my frustration was that I thought there was just going to be eleven. I was like, that, like, what is that? Like, someone got like a dozen donuts, ate one on the way home. That's just rude. Like, you got to yeah. do twelve. You got to so get a baker's 13. dozen so you can get yeah, away maybe with that. Thirteen, yeah. Thirteen when it's like it's the streaming like NBC movie, you know. Like, <laughs> so speaking of this, what are your thoughts on a movie being called a part one or a part two? I think you should probably just avoid it. 
what are some examples that have worked? Can you think of any that have worked? I don't. Yeah, I'm going to scratch my head and say no. Hot, Hot Shots Park, Park dude. But, didn't, but the first movie didn't call itself it did Part call, One. Yeah, yeah, what's the first? Yeah. What's the what's the to, Part One that worked? That's what I'm actually any, trying to. I don't think, think anything has one. ever called itself Part One and gotten away with it. What about well, what, wait, retroactively? What about the, we have retroactively yes. Godfather. Mockingjay. Oh, Mockingjay. You're right, Mockingjay. Well, Mockingjay. Doesn't uh, it was work. it was on the way down by by the third. Well, it's movies. it's they well Harry Potter. Far. Yeah. I was gonna say Harry Potter. Deathly Hollows. Yeah. Deathly but that's Hallows the final works. film. That's the final film, and everybody was gonna go see that. Yeah. yeah. But that one actually, I felt it the way it cut and paid off, and like the action worked in that scenario. Mm. Mockingjay doesn't because of the way that book's designed. They cut it in a weird place. I'll be honest. I'd rather just and watch like no part action. two of the Deathly Hollows and skip part one sometimes. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, um, all I do is get a bunch of moping from Ron Weasley. Uh, retroactively, <laughs> um, Godfather. A lot of people yes. will, will refer to it as Godfather Part One, Godfather Part Two, and then pretend three never happened. Yeah, but retroactively, <laughs> retroactively. <laughs> right? Yeah. Speaking yeah, of which, I, we I do have a Godfather Three reference coming up. We do. We do. You know what else is coming up? What's that? Oh, I was going to let the pregnant pause keep going. Star Trek Discovery Season 5 debuting okay. in April. I'm very excited right. for that. Um, I have nothing else to report. I just wanted to throw it out there. I love you, do you guys think we're going to get a She-Hulk Season 2? No. We are... I don't know. Maybe. I'd like to, but I doubt. Yeah, I think I it's mean, a maybe. Well, Tatiana Maslany basically says yeah, no, because it cost $225 million to make that season, and it only cost yeah. $220 million to make the last Avengers movie. Yeah, so, they would have to find a way to do some cost cutting saves. Yeah. But um I think we I think there's actually a fairly decent chance we will. We'll just I like to, to hold out hope. Let's just say that. We'll I see think, her again. Yeah, yes, we'll yeah, no, we're not done with sure. her. Yeah. I just don't think she'll get her own standalone season again. Maybe she'll be in Daredevil. Yeah, but that's not She Hulk season yeah. two. I, I, I think we probably will get a She Hulk season two, but they will probably have to find a way to cut the cost of her in CG form. If yeah. they could actually, I mean, and I I personally would watch it, but I think they actually go to like a, a, a lawyer format, right? I agree. And let her go. She she more got lawyer. fired. She yeah. got fired. Go more courtroom drama. Show who she is. And then let the She-Hulk kind of be in the shadows and things like that, where she's trying to like hide. Like, I don't want to say she's trying to well, hide, but like she's trying to play down. She even on the down low. Also, yeah. Honestly, and therefore, there it's, it's less of, necessary to just see her walking around a She-Hulk. I was gonna say there are versions of the book where it is a a courtroom drama. Yeah, and but she is She-Hulk because mm, she embraces yes. the She-Hulk part. I think they just need to find a way to do the CG for the character cheaper. cheaper. Um, I think it's time though. Right now, is it's, it's the labor hours that are probably hiking it up. I think it's also just that. people like being like, "Hey, we can charge Disney X amount of money, and they'll pay it." Just like all other, I think all the movies are too bloated. I mean, Indiana Jones, the budget was entirely too much. Uh, too much. So we're gonna talk about budget in a few minutes uh, with something else. But I think uh, it'd be better like to... to get like a She-Hulk like standalone. I think they could do some good stuff with like a one or two part standalone. Uh, maybe a three episode mini. Yeah, yeah, a bit. Yeah, maybe cut mini. down the number of episodes. You know. Yeah. yeah, and just like here's a tight arc with She-Hulk specifically. Maybe a tight six, you know, a tight six. Because what we didn't see her do was really superhero out. 
right? We well, we were getting there. That was the word. Yeah, of that's wind we were getting there. Yeah. And so I mean, us, maybe do a tight six. Superhero mode. Yeah. Give her a tight or, six. Or echo know? it. Tight five. Tight five. Tight six. You know. Give her a tight arc and let it let it have some fun. You know. I'm three episodes into uh, Echo. Nice. We got to record that, guys. We're. Uh, I know, we're John. Have you finished it? Here. No, I've not. Okay. Um, I'm something done. else that I'm, you haven't. I know finished. you're done. <laughs> Ironheart has concluded its production, oh, and nice. according to the star, Ooh. strap in and get ready. All right, I'm game. So, I'm excited for that. Um, other Marvel news: Spider-Man Ford. Um, there so far the villain is rumored to be a character we have not seen in live action so either of you want to take a guess who you think it is mm. we don't know who it is but a real rhino <laughs> no no we technically would have seen right i know i actually I know. think it's going to be hobgoblin i think they're going to be like well we've used green goblin let's do hobgoblin yeah i think i don't like that because that means they might be do turning ned into a villain I think it would work, though. Honestly, story-wise, I think it would work. Well, it would work now because they don't know each other. Yeah, and True. Ned could be bitter when he finds out. He could be, or maybe bitter. it's what ends. Maybe he they reconcile when he remembers. Yeah, it's possible. You know, you know. he could be being manipulated by a certain kingpin. Well, he could be going to mm. MIT and and basically getting himself into some seriously not 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 shit. Yeah. Um, so other fun stuff. Uh, apparently, Jodie Foster was doing some promotion for True Detective, and she revealed that she turned down the role of a certain Princess Leia. <laughs> really? Wow. wow. Yeah. Could you imagine what that would have been like? That would have been interesting, but I don't know. I don't know if I would like it. I like Jodie Foster. I don't yeah. know if I would have liked her as I. Princess I can't Leia. say I can't. I can't defame Saint Carrie. So, no. yeah. Eric, do you have for any all her flaws, on? she was a great. Princess Leia. I think Reagan would have needed even more um, security. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Reagan would have needed a lot more wow. security. Deep cut, folks. Deep cuts here. Yeah. If you want to know more about that, listen to our Not Funny Guys Theater podcast where we discuss the play Assassins. <laughs> or just stay tuned next week to catch our yeah, first episode of Not Funny Politics. 80s, yeah. We won't so necessarily we'll be... be revisiting the 80s, but we'll talk about that more in a minute. That's going to be our final news story of the day. Um, so there's your little sneak peek of it if you caught that in there. Um, I would like to mention Disney. Um, Disney's Hercules, the Russo Brothers live action remake, might have lost its director, Ooh. Guy Ritchie. <laughs> and with that, I'm all of okay with that because I didn't want <laughs> Guy Ritchie directing. Hercules. Yeah, no, thank you. Well, how about the Russo Brothers? <laughs> I hear they're all right. Yeah, Russo's, I'm cool with. I just don't want Guy Ritchie uh, doing Hercules. Well, I don't want I mean. Shaky like, Cam maybe Hercules. Maybe they should be the directors now. Like, I guess they were just producers? They were just producers. Um, something else. This pro this might be the last like media news story, but I just want to pull this out. The Emmys were last week, mm -hmm. and I just want to call out a couple of um, couple of things. So Best TV Drama went to Secession. John, you need to finish that. Um, comedy Series went to The Bear. I need to actually watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, limited or anthology series beef. Um, That's actually good. It's we're we're about five episodes in right now. It's fucking crazy. Nice. Um, lead actor in a drama went to Kieran Culkin. Um, which it's funny that in that one it was Brian Cox from <laughs> Secession, Kieran from Secession, and Jeremy Strong from Secession. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. Like, oh, 
Kieran was good though. He was really good. Yeah, but then um, they do they do it even harder in supporting actor. <laughs> oh, didn't you're, did, didn't I take, didn't even notice that. Like at this board, there's only two didn't shows. He take, didn't he in intentionally supporting. take shots wow. at Pedro for that one? Uh, Pedro took shots at him. Oh, okay. Because Pedro had like a broken arm, and he <laughs> That's right. um, said that Kieran. He joked. Up. Yeah, he joked that Kieran yeah. broke and beat him up. Yeah. Um, the short story of this is Secession swept through mm. everything. Um, I'm going to skip down. Drama wise, you mean? Uh, yes, drama wise. Okay. Um, although you the could... Baron Beef really were the the three main winners. Yeah, um, but I want to cut to the where's the movies real quick. Uh, a series of movies. I don't want that. Where's the movies? Yeah, right there. Um, it's like weirdly done. You missed. Did it. they not skip? Did they not put the movies in here? You're reading from the long list. I know, but I didn't see series or movie. It says directing and comedy series, supporting actor in comedy series. Like, or what movie. are you looking for? Like, I was looking for like um. Oh no, the Emmys, the Golden Globes had the movie. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm about to say the Emmys not <laughs> TV. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah. like sitting in there. It's been a long week, Eric. <laughs> uh, but Secession's good. Oh, Jerry Dewey didn't win. Uh, nor, oh man, those are all good people who could have won that. I, no, Abbott Elementary, Barry, Jerry Duty, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, uh, Ted Lasso. I, I would have been all for all of those. I Barry know, had I, a I would great be... ending. I love the ending of Barry. I'm actually thinking about watching that. Is it Jury worth, Duty um... is hilarious. Yeah, Jury Duty was awesome. That was great. <laughs> is was is Barry worth it, Eric? Give oh, me yes. a give me a three yeah, give me a, a five second pitch on Barry. Go. You should watch it. Bill Hader. Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't know. The Fonz. <laughs> uh, uh, I didn't know the Fonz was in it. It's it's basically yeah, it's about an actor, right? Yeah. Well, he's a serial killer. Is he a he's, he's an assassin. He's a sorry uh, assassin. Serial. That's wrong. Say, sorry, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, about, I'm thinking the wrong for a minute. There. Sorry, wrong show. Wrong show. Yeah, he's I'm thinking something else. He's 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 a murderer. Yes, <laughs> you know? I knew that. I knew he basically becomes like a mur- and, uh, like an assassin. And I guess the reason he's a murderer is his, his serial crime, if you will, is being hired for it. <laughs> <laughs> that sometimes that is, you know, that's uh, that can be it, you know. Serial killers, you know, they're hired by, you know, different agencies, governments, you know, different things like that. Um, This this news story, as I was passing about, I have yeah, to comment X-Men. on this because it cracked me up, this X-Men one. X-Men movie writer revealed the surprising reason why Magneto's helmet could block Professor X's psychic power. Do you want to take a reason of what the surprise reason was? Or guess what the surprise reason was? Either Vibranium. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a good one. Um, Adamantium? John, because they... Needed a reason why Xavier didn't just put him to sleep when he was stealing Rogue. <laughs> okay, I mean, so there's no actual fair. reason, just no, no actual reason, real anything, just, just a reason. They just did it. They were just like, yeah, so right, an excuse. Just, yeah, they just need an excuse. Okay, wait, is it that way in the comics? No, no. So he can always get into his mind in the comics. Yeah, he just mm-hmm. didn't. Well, in the in the comics, he erased his mind. For well, Christ he does sake. one one time he does it, but he mostly didn't because he. All right, you know. Well, it here's was wrong. a question: In the when they launched them officially in the MCU, yeah, will he? Can he get in the mind then, or will they keep this? We'll up? see. I don't yeah. know. They've kept it pretty canon in the Fox universe, so we'll yeah. see. Yeah. But Fox is about to be like because they in even the fucking es- desert. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> but they Deadpool established that everything. in first class <laughs> when Sebastian Shaw has the helmet. That's why it's to keep psychics out of his head right because it's made it to the foil 
Don't say that too loud or Aaron Rodgers will sue you. He might, and he can suck it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we hinted at a special thing um, a second ago, last news story. Um, by popular demand via our emails at notfunnyguys.offthereels at gmail.com. Yeah, thanks for the sponsors on the guy. What, sir? Oh, well, just thanking, thanking everyone for all the – we asked for, for the, the call out, and they did it. Yes, uh, thank, thank you. you. Um, by particularly our fans in France, like we have to say you overwhelmingly – wrote in and asked for this so i assume you they're just big on politics the, they're yeah politics. you gotta know want to know the crazy shit that goes on in u.s politics um, <laughs> but we're going to do it john would you like to say the name of it uh we will be uh starting next not this coming week but the week after we will have the return of not funny politics Ooh. that's right that's right um so we will shift what we're thinking about uh, most likely we're going to shift the day of release for this a tiny little bit uh, most likely it will go to Wednesday um, drops instead of Monday drops. Um, we're ironing out the details, but most likely that's what's going to happen. And then you will get Not Funny Politics on Mondays. Yep. And it's going to be exciting. So um, stay tuned. Look forward to it. We're just ironing out some of the details. And uh, yeah, we just got to figure out. We got The one thing we're trying to really figure out, write us in and let us know what you think of this. Um, we're thinking of doing Eric on the Street. Where Eric goes around and asks people in America random political <laughs> questions just to see if they understand anything. Like, how far is New York from Louisiana? That's an important one that maybe people should find out. How many parties are there? Hey, should we have a dictator? You I'm know, get murdered we, in D.C. if I try to shoot this hey, You know, he could go there. You could Just go to the capital street, of Massachusetts. Oh. I'll go to the capital of South Carolina. We'll get some weird stuff. <laughs> some really weird answers. We will have the, like the broad East Coast divide going on. So we will be bringing that spicy take on politics like you all loved before. Um, don't worry. It will be spicy as hell because we are all very opinionated people. Um <laughs> As you are about to Who find out of this episode. <laughs> if you're tuning into Off the Reels, episode 90, what, three, four? 93. <laughs> I think you already know that we're opinionated. <laughs> That's all the show is about. <laughs> That's right. So look forward to Not Funny Politics, the Internet's number one podcast on politics. True. All right. It's very true. It is very true. So before we get into like, our this is the best movie, on movies. Yep, before we it is the best on movies. Um, I believe I my actual phrase I used was the internet's most popular movie podcast on the Ooh, internet. I believe so. So uh if uh you could, Eric, could you please tell us about a library before we talk about today's main topic? Yeah, all right. So we are gonna venture up north because I feel like I am a little bit there compared to where I was expecting to be in Virginia. Uh, and we're going to venture up further north to Alaska. Now, you might be thinking, Anchorage, everyone knows those libraries. Get out of here. Well, I will. And I'll head on over. Just a Fairbanks? Bit north. Nope. Kenny ah. Lake. Kenny okay. Lake, Alaska, uh, where we will find the Kenny Lake Public Library. Uh, the Kenny Lake Public Library serves the small very rural community of any lake and its surrounding area uh, the library itself uh, as a organization was established in the early 1960s and started as a traveling collection of books in boxes 
Um, and so eventually it grew into a bookshelf in the community hall, and that was pretty awesome. Um, and then it soon developed into an outreach library uh, from Francis Kibble, uh, the librarian, and who I believe was one of the main librarians, if not the first librarian, um, did a lot of stuff for it. Uh, the library itself was built based on a 1974 grant uh, from the Federal Library Services and Construction Act. Um, I forget how much funds was dedicated overall, but they found that like a lot of like almost 1.9 or something like that, uh, maybe 7.9 sounds right, uh, was dedicated to libraries. Uh, so some of that went to the Kinney Lake and it was built before 1977, but I could not find an exact year uh, or date otherwise. So I'd, I'd venture to guess it was probably close to like 75 uh, or 76. Kinney Lake is located, uh, so the town of Kinney Lake, or the rural area, if you will. If you go to a map, you'll see what I mean. There's there's really not a lot around, and I, I mean that in probably the best way for the residents of Kinney Lake. Um, it's located 250 miles east of Anchorage, um, and it's situated on the doorstep of Wrangell Street Elias National Park, or Wrangell St. Elias National Park is probably how you say it, not Wrangell Street. Uh, but feel free, uh, Kinney Lake residents, to write in and give me help with that. Uh, Kinney Lake is an unincorporated area itself. It has no local government uh, or tax base. So the library hours are Monday. This is kind of the weirdest library hours we found because there's actually not a standard time you could go at any point in the week where you would get there at the same time. So first of all, they're closed Sundays. So there's no hours listed for Sundays. Monday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, you can go between 1 and 4 p.m., but then on Tuesdays, you have to go between 4 and 7 p.m. So it's really weird how that kind of overlaps. But those are your hours. Uh, around the, the Kinney Lake Public Library, you'll find the Kinney Lake A-12 school, which houses as well as, uh, besides the school itself, all the uh, kind of local sports uh, stadiums, fields, et cetera, for your, your local hockey, your rinks, uh, basketball courts, uh, baseball fields, et cetera. Um, and so, again, not a lot else to do, um, mostly a rural kind of area, probably a lot of great hiking, a lot of great uh, probably hunting for those in the area who, who enjoy that, um, and probably just a lot of great sightseeing and, and, and taking in the beauty of, of Alaska up in that area. So uh, when you're kind of driving through and you're checking out all of Alaska, if you get the chance between one and four or four to seven, depending on the day, uh, check out Kenny Lake Public Library in Kenny Lake. Alaska. All right. Thank you, Eric. I look forward to going to Alaska. Not because I want to go to Kinney Lake, uh, but because I want to see, will I go insane because there's no sun? Also, are there vampires up there? Also, will there be too much sun? Will it be Depends too much on the time sun? of year. All, all these questions I must know. And I'll find the answers to all of these in Kinney Lake at the library. Does, does a vampire hibernate? Or just sleep through a, 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 a like months long sunlight. You, know, you should watch the movie Thirty Days a Night and find <laughs> out. Well, that's that's the nighttime stuff. What about the daytime idea? They address that in the movie. Okay, I think I don't know. It's been a long. Maybe, maybe it'll be a dice roll. Maybe uh, it's possible. It actually, could be a dice <laughs> roll, um, depending on how we how that rolls. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the third Speaking episode of. Of the Scarlett Johansson, Dice roll the D, roll <laughs> yeah. the big D. We rolled the big D, and Scarlett Johansson is what popped up. So we did the Prestige. Oh. We bought a zoo, and now lost in translation. 
Yes, Eric. I was I was gonna make a bad joke about the Big D, so we can just keep going. Okay. <laughs> Look, the Dallas Cowboys have been eliminated from the playoffs. I think they're hurting enough. Ooh. That so, was a little D, just like wrong. <laughs> Lost in translation. How old do you think this movie is? Can you take a guess? Like, well, I mean, I kind of know, but had you asked me before I found out, I would have said. 10, 12, 15, maybe at most. All right. 20 years old. Yeah. October 3rd, 2003. Crazy. Back when young Dr. Evans was nothing but just an Evans. Just an Evans. Yeah, yeah, just an Evans at that point. No, interestingly enough, I had graduated with my bachelor's by the time this film came out. He was Bachelor Evans. And he was a bachelor. I was was Jonathan B.A. Yeah, not that's BS. how we all sign our signatures, right? Copy. No, I got a BA, I got a BA, not a BS, not a BS. Yeah. Um, I got this, ideas. This is a focus features uh picture, it is one hour and 42 minutes, which I will bitch about in a few minutes. <laughs> how much do you think it costs to make this movie? Speaking uh, of, this is what I was saying earlier about over budgeted movies. No, this movie wasn't this that expensive, I think. Take a guess. Again, this is an estimated amount. $2,003, I assume? $2,003. What are you saying? 20 what? Million? I said 20. Million? Yeah. 20 bucks. Fuck no. I'm saying like 750,000 max. (laughs) All right. $4 million. Ah, Oh, okay. Eric, remember, they filmed in Japan. I win. You won. No, you won. I was over. But they filmed in Japan, so, I mean, it's expensive. Fair enough. How much do you think this? But movie they film in a made... hotel. I mean, just... that's true. Uh, I bet this How film probably made, made, made six US, million tops. U.S. six million U.S. six to ten. Somewhere. All right, Eric. What do you think? U.S. made today. How much do you think it grossed? Oh, four million to make. John says it made six million U.S. I'm going to say that's U.S. but not global, but U.S. forty million. Forty million. Eric wins forty-four million U.S. What do you wow. want to say for global? Ooh. Global take. 75. 75. Going once, going twice. 100. John? 100. John comes in close. is $118 million. Damn. Wow, that really made its money. No wonder they let Sofia Coppola do bigger films afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, no, oh, speaking of Sofia it. Coppola. Yeah, she directed it. She also wrote it. Um, composer was Kevin Shields. And the cast, um, it's a tight cast. It is Scarlett Johansson as Charlotte. Um, Bill Murray as Bob Harris. Um, Catherine Lambert, I wrote her on here because I wanted to know what the hell Catherine Lambert's done, but she's the jazz singer, and I feel she's done something obscene. Giovanni Rabisi as John. What the fuck happened to his storyline? And Anna Ferris as Kelly. Well, also, he's kind of a redundant. Oh, she's in Django. Yeah, she's she's only done five things. Yeah. Oh, really? She's house slave in Django. <laughs> she's uncredited. Yeah. yeah. Ouch. Wow. Ouch. Um, all right. Ooh. So, as I said, I glad we hit movie, that one on the uh, this old podcast. I, I'm glad I brought it up because now I was just very curious to know. She's apparently a writer. She's known for her. writing. What okay. Oh, she's written one thing. Well, I guess that does technically make you a writer. <laughs> I mean, I still, it. it's probably great. I'm sure <laughs> she's not an uncredited writer. Um, 
Oh my god. Uh all right, the the, the length of this movie. I'm I'm going to skip around a tiny little bit on this just cuz this is the one thing that bugs the hell out of me with this movie. So, I want I'm going to tie a little bit to the uh, So, when I I famously do not did not like this movie when I first watched it. I bitched about it to John for many years. Um, and I famously it liked it when I you first loved watched it. it. Yes. Yeah, you loved it. Um, I think you loved it just because the first scene of the movie. How the movie uh, no, not necessarily. But yes, that is a very that's a very baity baity scene. Yes, um, I will say, watching it now, twenty years later, I like it more than I did, and I appreciate it more because it it hits more adult themes than it or older adult themes than it yes. does um, college themes particularly that time period but i still hold this movie is too long it needs like 15 to 20 minutes shaved off and i think i have pieced together what i think needs to be shaved off that's an okay. irrelevant part to the story the, the opening shot of her ass oh, <laughs> other no. than the opening shot of her ass the husband yeah he does but, not need to be there because he disappears where well, does he go but that's it's a part of the story the no that's part of the story because the whole point of the story and I'm speaking about why I probably love this film is in 2003. That's when I was diagnosed with depression. Mm -hmm. This film is about people who are basically suffering through depression and existential crisis. Absolutely. Midlife. There happened to yeah. be a different point yeah. mm -hmm. in that procedure because Scarlett Johansson, when this came out was 19. Yeah. Bill Murray was 53. They are basically very well cast to be two people on the opposite end of a spectrum. Mm -hmm. You know, I agree. and so, and that part works better for me now, older than it did when I was younger. That's the part I was saying works really well. I love like Bill Murray's um, midlife crisis of he's been married for all this time. And it's not like they've drifted apart, but they they kind of have drifted apart. Mm -hmm. The um, the the line that once you have kids, your life as you know it is completely over. All of that hits in different ways than it did, obviously, in 2003. Um, I get Scarlett Johansson's point of view because I lived that life um, after this came out. You're know, moving to Chicago. When you first go somewhere new and you're, mm -hmm. you're meeting new friends and stuff, you kind of do feel like a little bit like um, Scarlett Johansson's character. But I still think, having thought about this for a couple of days, because the Giovanni Rabisi storyline drops halfway through, it doesn't go anywhere they should have just cut it out. We don't need to see the shitty husband. So you think we you should have treated him like Lydia, yeah. uh, Bill, Bob Harris's wife. Bill exactly. Okay. And I think that would have shaved the movie down a tiny bit that I, I feel it needed. But again, there it's irrelevant. We don't need to see it. In my in my point of view, we, or my, in my thinking, we don't need to see Giovanni um, and Anna Ferris because like I said, it doesn't go anywhere. If Anna, if we got confirmation, well, Anna, Anna is a representation of, of her, of her, of uh, Scarlett Johansson's insecurity. Right. About her relationship. Yes. I can, I definitely picked that up, but it was just like, it didn't go anywhere to me. It was just like, to me, it's just like, it drops it, but that's just my thoughts. Um, again, I think I enjoyed it more. So that's a huge step than originally. I just feel that it should be tightened down a tiny bit. I well, like... I really oh, go ahead, Eric. Yeah, because yeah, I, I let me go first because I want you to challenge me, John. Okay, All right. but I I'm gonna kind of agree with Casey that I do think you could have treated the husband as kind of a, a hidden figure, so to speak. You know, through phones, through voice off state off stage, even um, things like that. So I, I'm with you there. I also agree that this movie was better 
for me watching it now i liked it more than i liked it then i still think it's a completely overrated film um in the donnie darko sort of category where it's like people just like it because it's fucking weird in my opinion Ouch. um but i also think that the reason i like it more as an older man now is i am able to connect with the lead character of bill murray's character Whereas I don't feel that Scarlett Johansson's character is written in a way that is meant to actually speak to the 20 or 19 year old or 23 year old, probably that she's maybe meant to be sort of experienced in the same way that Bill Murray's is meant to reflect on his. Right. So I think like she's poorly written, you know, just to say it bluntly, but I think it comes down even more so to her whole story is based on her husband on these things and the insecurities that he brings her. And he is then kind of the savior, Bill Murray, almost of, of her and helping her get over her things because of him. Like there's really no story to her. And, and I almost don't like that. There's not a more resolution about what she's going to go try to do. With okay. Her life. All right, I'm going to push back. First of all, first of all, first of all, I want to say that this this term really did not exist when this film came out, but this film is a vibe. Yes. It it has a whole thing to it that you're either into or not. Okay, here's the thing I first saw this film when I am close to the character who she's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. I am now on the other side and perhaps a little bit closer to Bill Murray. Mm -hmm. And when I watched this movie the first time, what I fell in love with was her story about leaving college and you are lost you have placed your identity in somebody else her husband and now you realize that you have in a sense been left alone with yourself for the first time in a long time and you realize that there's a lot of emptiness there and you don't know where to go what direction to take and then you have bill murray's character on the other side who i think now i appreciate more because i'm married i have kids and so i understand this idea of you know, yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not in the place where I'm like I'm at some crossroads in my career like he is, but I can relate to the idea of being out there and like leaving your home to go do something so far away. It's like he left to another planet. And in fact, the fact that they put them in Japan and the fact that there is no subtitles to any of the Japanese speaking, I think mm-hmm. accentuates that sort of fish out of water. You're in a foreign land. It makes you, the viewer, have to realize that, in a sense, that isolates those two people even more. They are, in a sense, isolated from themselves and from everybody else around them to some degree. For example, I mean, Bill Murray's interactions, he's basically being harassed by the fax machine, you know? I would have thrown that fax machine out the window. <laughs> you know, he's basically being harassed by the fax machine and she's there and the person she feels closest to is leaving her constantly to go do his job. And then they meet Anna Ferris's character and that only heightens it. And so she kind of is in her own existential crisis where she's not even sure what she wants anymore. But I would, I would push back on that. It, I agree with you on the Bill Murray side. The Bill Murray side, I, I agree with. On the her side, we're not talking because, about that film, Casey. That's another Charlotte Johansson film. But we're not talking about that one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> on the her uh, on no. on on Charlotte's side of the story, I feel that if they did because they introduced the Anna Ferris and they in the Giovanni Rabisi and they set up this tension of he might be cheating on her with mm-hmm. it. 
it doesn't feel the same. It doesn't feel like she's lost. It just feels like she's in a shitty marriage. Agreed. And that's well, why that's, I think if you were to have a young marriage, it, that's like when you get married really, really young. That's kind of like a theme inside of that. You're right. I could have done without Anna Ferris. I could have gone along with just him not being there. I can agree I mean, I to that. Just, Some... I would just love a cut to see, was there ever a cut where maybe the only thing I think thing Scarlett Johansson see... did a lot with the script. True. Yes. But I mean, oh, it's great she's basically... why her yeah. story, like why her career blew she up. She pulls you in to connect, but I don't think yeah. her story Well, but that's connecting. the thing is, that's what draws her. And like, because they're sharing the same experiences, this is why her and, and Bill Murray's character are basically having an emotional affair. Yeah. I mean, it's like in another life, they could have been something, but we're literally somewhere far, far away. It's a movie trope. You go somewhere far, far away from home and you meet somebody who all of a sudden you have some instantaneous connection with and you're feeling alone and vulnerable. And what I like about this story is that he doesn't take advantage of her. No, he just I mean, if he had been if he had been a scummy guy, he would have totally slept with her. Well, he is still a scummy guy, though. Well, kind of. Yeah, he does sleep with the jazz singer. He's a creep. He actually is very creepy at the beginning. A little bit like staring at her in the elevator the staring at her and the other scenes sure. and then she actually my what cracked me up their first real interaction she sends him nuts yes she <laughs> gives him the nuts to interact with her well that is but like i love the fact that he's obviously too tall well and but most well, I, I know there. that's my favorite little like you know that like all those scenes where he's having a weird like responses to the way that the world is different always makes me think about um the Amazon, speaking of Amazon, uh, James May, our man in Japan show that likes makes me think about that quite a bit now. Yeah. So I, I do want to get to things I actually do like. Um, I just want to I'll leave off with the I think that for like I said, in my point of view, if you would have just cut Giovanni's spot out, and I like Giovanni Ravisi, but if you would have cut that out, I think it would have shaved the movie down just enough that it would have been a tighter movie. And give me more chances to interact, like focus I, on her. I think you could have better. dedicated. I think you could have even kept it the same length of a movie, but dedicated that time more to her. Yeah, that could work. Yeah. and really okay. having to struggle to understand who she is, because right now it feels written that she is dependent, even still, on on, on the men in her life. Yeah, yeah. But so things I like. And she hangs so. out in her underwear all the time, which I, she does hang out in her underwear. I mean, really. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes young people do that, but. Yeah. Sometimes old people do that. Look, I'm in my underwear now. <laughs> what? I need to get this off the wall. Hold on. <laughs> um, so things I, I do like, I do think there is some good humor in this movie. There's actually some really funny humor, yeah. particularly yeah. with um, Bill Murray when he's doing the, the commercial when we see him filming it. And like the Intensity. 10 minutes of Japanese <laughs> and then the one line translation. And he's like... I, I know he said more. Yeah. Like, That's all he said? No. Yeah. No. I love that the direction okay. was intensity. Yeah. yeah. Intense. And I, well, I later, remember later on when he, after he does the photo shoot, he still has the clips on. Yeah. You it notice is? that on his tuxedo? He still had the clips. Yeah. Yeah. I did. Well, he, that. I was, was like, great. somebody didn't finish this. <laughs> I also love, I love the, speaking of the clips, I like the, um, the photo shoot spot when it's like, and be like, be like Bond. Mm. Bond. He does suck. He's like, no, Roger Moore. And you're like, really? Moore? <laughs> or hey, or the best one where he gets the um he gets sent the premium fantasy. Oh, I was about to talk about that. Mm. What the <laughs> HR violate? Like, I don't understand. Like, who sends 
That like, was like the director or somebody. I it know. was like one of the, it was like one of those people was like, and I love that she's like, lick this. And he's like, rip it. <laughs> I because I hear that like too, and I'm like, I was just like, what is going? I'm like, oh, rip like, I just like. And then she touches, he touches her, and she falls over and goes, "Oh no, don't touch me, Mister Harris, don't touch me." That's rough. My note is worst hooker ever. <laughs> that was my note. I was just like, all I wrote down was premium fantasy. God, uh, I uh, uh, this was there were some moments that kind of going back over all the Bill Murray stuff when it's really just him alone interacting, especially at the beginning. Yeah. It is really walking a tightrope of like on the line of racism at times where where he's oh yeah it's like is it making fun of it like i don't know like I, yeah i mean it's at least he didn't cross over so to logan a different paul time. territory rachel and i kept going it was a different time i said that a lot this week with movies i have watched it's a different time <laughs> well we did that a lot with clue too or it was oh, a different gosh, time yeah. <laughs> yeah how uh oh what's it oh who is it dr or uh, not, Colonel is Mustard? It Mustard. Is it Mustard? The guy who from um Back to the Future? What's his name? I can't think of his well, name. No, no, it's not yeah, Colonel Mustard. Who does he play? Is he, not uh, is he he's... Plum? Yeah, Maybe. he's Professor Plum, I think. Yeah. He's just a total perv in that movie. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like straight up touchy feely perv. Like you're like Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> That's a different time. It was a movie. Yeah, it, it was a different it was time. Filmed, by the way, it was filmed at a different time, portraying a different time. Anyway. Well, you know, yeah, I think it was really fascinating is when he gets all those business cards. That's very much a Japanese thing. That is so much a thing. The way they presented well, it to him. Well, yeah, though they spot on as far yeah. as the accuracy, cultural accuracy. It's it pays a lot of attention. It's really good. Well, I like how um, they keep everything in that tight little, mostly in that hotel. Yeah. A lot of things are going on, and it's obviously like an international hotel for people. No, you know, from why it only costs four million dollars to make this movie? probably yeah how much do you think bill murray alone cost for this movie because obviously scarlett johansson brand new well i don't know bill murray's a weird guy yeah he likes experiences and he likes sofia coppola so he may not have been that expensive let's say he might have worked for scale also especially since this was an independent film yeah Mm. he might have just done it for scale i mean if you there's a there's a documentary out there but there's a whole thing about bill murray and that he does a lot of things for like the experience of him yeah. Like sometimes he'll go do, I mean, and I mean, honestly, like anything Sophia Coppola or anything Wes Anderson does, he's in it. Mm, yeah. yeah. You know? I mean, he wanted the experience of sucking on my titties, cutting down. That, titties. by the way, that, that, that whole sequence in the, and I had forgotten about that. <laughs> <laughs> your kids were in the room. No, no, no. Like, what is going no, on? No, no. I, I watched, I watched this the night when they had gone to bed because I was like, they're not going to be interested in this to begin with. But I was like, yeah, I don't want to, I don't like, you guys, you know. this is canon with the MCU. <laughs> yeah, no. Look no. in the background. There's Ronan. <laughs> During the karaoke scene, this happened during the, the blip, obviously. As I was, or as I say, this is the story of pre before Budapest. <laughs> yeah. Or this is before um, what's his name tried to be. You know, Bill Murray went to the quantum realm. Yeah. Speaking of Bill Murray in the quantum realm and marriage, um, Charlotte's an assassin. That phone call with his wife. My God, was that they Painful. portray her in a mm. very bad light? Yeah. Well. You know what it, you know, it reminds me of basically when you've gotten into a weird uh, flow state with your significant other Mm -hmm. and you're not seeing a lot of each other and you're not making time for each other. That's how people sometimes end up sounding. Yeah. 
you know, I mean, it's it's it, like it's, it's like just... a weird it's like a weird sort of sense of like separate but connected lives kind of vibe. By the way, you know that's like one of the only times we see a cell phone in this film too. Yeah, like it's talking about old tech. We well, got a lot no, of fax machines. We, we we get it one other time when he's in the tub. Yeah, no, no, I'm saying, but it's a yeah. rare thing to see a yeah, cell phone. The you know. the problem with that scene, and actually, really, it's I don't know if oh, it's a problem yeah. with it. It's the fact that we they make Sophia makes us like Bob Harris. Yes, yes. And once you like Bob Harris, and then you hear that phone call from his perspective, his perspective, mm-hmm. his wife just sounds bitchy, mm-hmm. and you're like, well, no wonder you're about to sleep with the jet. Like you can't help but feel that way. You immediately. When he sleeps with the jazz singer, you don't feel like, ugh, awful. You're just well, like, technically well, technically Scarlett Johansson feels that way. Because Scarlett's not, Scarlett's yes. looking at it from a different point. She didn't hear the phone call that the audience no, she didn't hear. But I think, I think the phone call is important because the phone call is kind of what tips him. Oh, absolutely. The, the phone you know, call is exactly what tips him. But and by Scarlett the way, Johansson feeling the way she feels isn't because he did that to his No, wife. no, it's not. It's because she did, she did that her. to her. Yes, yeah, yeah. because he wouldn't, he wouldn't sleep with her instead. Yeah. And that's I, that's one of the things I will give that character credit for. But I think it's interesting the way they have actually. I know that... I give credit to I want to point that out. I give credit to Sofia Coppola yes. for not making no, that yes. choice because if this had been it's... a male director, they yes. absolutely would have hooked up. No, and I think that's I think that's important that that didn't happen because I think that's one of the things that sets the movie apart. But when they have that that lunch the next day, uh-huh. I I wrote this down: sarcasm like knives. Yeah, they are having a fight. Absolutely, and it and is they like, even acknowledge it, is like it the next night, and it's like you know, real nasty too. They use sarcasm like weapons. It's like yeah. that I found very relatable because that's like super passive aggressive. Well, you, we know, you can sometimes that. have that, you know. Yeah, I'm like Eric right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I also noticed something about their relationship and the way they shoot them apart, and then when they're together. Um, the two of them, Scarlett Johansson and Bill Murray's, is that there's this period of sort of like loneliness and isolation. And then when they're together, they're happy. Mm. Like they're searching for connection. That's another element between the whole movie is about connection. Yeah, it's about searching for connection because he's in, in some ways, he's running away from his old life in search of what's he supposed to do next. And she's searching for that life period, you know. Which of so course leads last... us to the scene at the end when he's obviously whispering to her that we don't know the answer. I was about to, that was the last thing I was going to bring up um, on this is what do we think he whispered to her? What in your mind does he say? I don't want to know, actually. I like to think that it could be anything. Honestly, I don't like to put a thumb on the scale. I do think that he obviously expressed some sort of like love for her because mm-hmm. he does actually really kiss her for once right afterwards. Yeah. But I probably think that in some ways he was passing on some idea that you'll find your way, you know? Mm-hmm. So like you maybe think trying he to give her, giving her guidance. some sort of, some sort of guidance. Yeah. Eric, what do you think he uh, whispered in your mind? What was it? There was something that I think it was, he said to her before she said to him you're not hopeless right when they were kind of in the bed and they weren't sleeping together but they were falling asleep together because they can't sleep right but i think it was i think scarlett johansson said to him you're not hopeless or something like that i forget i forget who said that line but i think it i think it was something along that line again where it was a positive affirmation uh uh, appreciate uh 
meant as appreciation whether or not it was explicitly stated. Mm-hmm. I think he whispered, Spud. Hydra. No, actually, I wouldn't be surprised if Bill That's Murray really... That's she just walks up. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't be surprised, actually, if Bill Murray might... If there might be a take where he did whisper something like that just to fuck with her. Mm-hmm. But I actually, honestly, I think his whisper was so much as, you know... Um, you're not helpless. You're you're you mean something to me. If only we were the same age. Like mm. I think that's kind of really creeping it up again. <laughs> but I think by that point in time in the movie, based mm. on their relationship, that they clearly have an emotional attachment to each other. At that point, that would probably be the only time that, especially since he doesn't do anything with it, they still separate. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, if only, you know, we were, you know, the same age living in the same time, mm-hmm. we could it's, be it's, together. It's the ending of Casablanca. Yeah. So I wonder if she did that on purpose. Do you think, think she was trying to make a meant, Casablanca I think it's, reference? Maybe, but I think it's meant to be kind of like a, you put into that what you want to think was said there. Is there know? a commentary on this, John? Did you look on the DVD? I have not looked on the DVD. I need to pull that up. If there's I've, a commentary, I might be willing to rewatch this just to yeah, listen be to the commentary. Um, I should go find. I need to go find my. I, I have a digital copy I watched. Um, I need to go find my DVD copy and see if um there is a commentary because I I do own it. Yeah, I just have the the DVD, which I will have to say the graininess actually kind of helps with it. Um, looking at these shots, like they're all really clear and crisp, and mine mm. was not that at all. <laughs> I was very grainy looking. <laughs> I should have had this picture up the whole time. The scotch. Oh, God. hold your hand next to your face. Uh, what? Hand. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, that's how you drink scotch, right? Very much. So just, uh, uh, <laughs> that's how I, that's how I drink tea. Is it's established in the movie? Just tea. Um. All right. Let's um. Before I go into what's going to be next, let's do our final thoughts and stuff on this. We're gonna keep it surprised. Let's keep the suspense going just for a few more minutes on what um, we'll be starting up next. So, um actually john's gonna get to go last for once since wait um, what what (laughs) because this is one of his favorite movies so i want him to be and i picked it too all right all right i want it well i really want you to be able to defend what against whatever we're about to say so eric i'm gonna let you go first all right all right so let's see here we go mr eric what did you rate this sucker it's better than we bought a zoo (laughs) <laughs> which I say now upon rewatch. I don't know that I would have said that before. Um, so it did definitely pull me in a little bit more uh, than I was anticipating. I paid attention more than I thought, you know, put the phone down and everything. It, it was enjoyable enough. And I, I'm curious to see where this kind of lands o- over the course of the year and all these dice rolls, especially. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that said, it still is not something that I, I really enjoy that like I want to watch again or that makes you know it I, I think you're right to say it's vibes John but it doesn't give me vibes I want to keep repeating um or or keep going into or or that I even fully understand um so I give it three stars you know I I lean on the side of I get why it, people like it I I see I see the good of it um but I I don't know that I can go past the three stars and so that's where I land all right, all right. Um, I will go real fast. Um, so in the Johannaverse, 
Um, I give it um two and a half stars. Ooh, behind Zoo. You behind hate this movie. <laughs> I, I, again, I changed my rating for it. Like I did change it. It was originally really? two stars. All right. Um I again I do like it more than I did before. I can't stress that enough. I really did like it more than I liked it before. It hits way better as old as an older adult than a college kid for mm. sure. Um at least from the male perspective. I can't speak to how a, a college girl would appreciate this movie. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the pacing and I'd still just like what I, I need answers, at least on like the husband and the Bill Murray character. Like I still he's still going on to a shitty life and she's still sh stuck in a shitty world. Like there's too much for me that just pulls this movie down. I would rather rewatch it. We bought a zoo. Um and for sure rewatch the prestige. Um, but again, I like this more than I did before, which is saying a lot because I really did not like this movie before. Um, uh, when John picked it, I really didn't want to rewatch this movie. I was like, God, of course, you picked the movie that I don't like. Um which I'm sure he did on purpose. I'm sure he did, but no, actually I do know I do legit know he likes this movie a lot. Um so it it's yeah, it's it's just a lower one for me. Um, but I do again, I do see the importance for Sophia Coppola and for Scarlett Johansson for sure. I just wish there's something different, something a little bit more to the script and all that. So, mm. um, John, let me go to yours real fast and let's uh, let's have you tell us how we're both wrong. No, you're not gonna tell us that, but you, oh, <laughs> oh, wait, oh, wait, you I, didn't even... oh, it's it, I don't know why I thought I put it on there. All right. Well, okay, I did. Tell us well, live. It, it, tell us live. Where it, we it's go? tied. It's tied with the prestige. Oh, uh, it had four star. I gave it four stars. Okay. I will say that I appreciated it for my point of view. I haven't watched this film in years, mm -hmm. and now mm -hmm. I'm on the other end of that spectrum. And so, for me personally, one of the reasons I liked it so much when I watched it originally was I related to Charlotte Johansson's character. I could see those elements. And since I had recently been diagnosed with my depression at the time, it really hit me hard in a lot of ways, uh, very specific ways. Now, I think that probably lured me. I also have a thing for, um, I was going through a phase back then where I was really into independent art, artsy movies, which this is, this is an mm -hmm. artsy independent film. And like I said earlier, this is a film, of, this is a film of vibes. It's like, you know, it is, it's an aesthetic choice in storytelling, the way that Casey is not a fan of Jay Lee's artwork. And I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, by the way, I use that all the time in my class when we talk about aesthetics. I mm -hmm. always use that example of how, and I show them Jay Lee's artwork. Yeah. And I go, my best friend Casey, not a fan. I am. That's fine because we all have different tastes. Yeah. So that's my thing. I hold no hard feelings about anybody who doesn't like it because it's not for everybody. But I really enjoyed the whole thinking about this time. I really gave it some thought about the idea that there's a, the language and the way that there's a barrier in the language. And there is no subtitles feels like a metaphor about a barrier, not only between the characters of Bill Murray's character and Scarlett Johansson's character and everybody around them, but also they themselves are existing in their own kind of locked in, in um, sort of barriers by depression, anxiety, or whatever it might be. And that just makes me like it more. So can, uh, can I just say this movie here? And it's gonna sound weird based on my review that I just in my rating. This movie here is an example of why I really love film. 
because you can have ex- one movie can have extreme opposite reactions to it based on a person's lived experience and your mm-hmm. lived experience of when you watch this movie versus mine versus where you are as an adult parent where i am as an adult parent eric as an adult parent of dogs like we all have such wildly different life um lifestyles but views on life that it hits us all different ways and i i really appreciate that that's this is when I say, like, when I, I I complain to you guys or I bitch to you guys all the time, like, when we're watching something that I know is going to be bad, like, we have to find something positive. Yeah. This is one of those examples of, you know, I may not like it, but I can find yeah. things that are positive about it. And it's it's fascinating how film can do this. Books can do it, too. Well, I think to uh, your example, but... uh, to add on to it real quick before we leave it, I think you can not only say that, that we, each of us come and have a different experience watching it. But we each had a different experience watching it twice. Yeah, and watching exactly. it this time, so to speak, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. for Very whatever nice. that is for John. So I've been yeah, enjoying that lately. Um, the last like six months, I've been going back and rewatching a lot of things. I did it with all the Kevin Smith movies, um, things that I didn't necessarily care for when I was younger, and I watched, and I'm watching them now, and how it's different for me, how the perspective mm-hmm. has changed. It's very fascinating. Um, so yes, I so I will say again, I didn't wasn't happy. That you chose it because it's not my favorite movie, but I pre now that I've watched it and I've sat through all this, I really do appreciate that you chose it. You pushed me out of my comfort zone on something I wanted to watch to watch something different. Um, Eric kind of did that with We Bought a Zoo because I'd never even heard of this movie, so like I don't want to watch something I never heard of, but at the end of the day, it was worth it. I saw something I hadn't seen before, and there's there's elements of, of fun, so thank you, thank you both for that. So should we um mention the movies on Eric's list? No, uh, we'll talk about that when we're off because I have questions, Eric, about some of the things that you have watched this year. Um, everybody, you can go to Letterboxd and look up Eckley, E K L Y, and see the movies that he's watched this year. I highly recommend you do that. Um, it's spoiler alert, it's a really good list. Uh, kudos, applause, really? applause. I, yeah, we're gonna talk about it. Oh. Um, so next week we're starting our next franchise. Um, this is Eric's actual choice back when Eric and I started talking about uh, this podcast. Back I feel in the like day. you're throwing this is my choice. And it's it, really, no, you, it was you yours. steered the car. I just filled you it with gas. You might have been slightly high <laughs> when you pitched this. Because you were Me? like, Never. yeah, you pitched it. You're like, make such we're going to do this. And then when it's done, let's do right. something like Chucky. Right, and I was like, it. you really want to? Oh, and you're see, like, that's yes. the way you're going to announce it, Chucky? That's how I'm done it. We are going to do the Chucky series, ladies and gentlemen. Um and here's where I challenge all of us to watch to when we watch these. John, don't watch them with your children. When no, we watch these, because they are tight movies. They are tight nineties. Almost every one of them is a tight ninety. Nice. Um, I don't. None of them are two hours. I I don't think any of them are barely over ninety minutes. Not even um, the series. <laughs> obviously, the series. I'm slightly yeah. Um I challenge you all. One of the fascinating things about this series is mm-hmm. looking at the um, social commentary. It's the best thing about watching anything horror related. Look at the social commentary of what each one of them is saying about society, particularly in that time period of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very fascinating. And I will be curious to see y'all's thoughts on how this movie progresses in the LGBT world. Because um, now that we're doing horror, we are really going into the LGBT world lgbtq um so do you feel I like this to... this whole series is about that or does it absolutely that? Okay. absolutely this whole series from, from movie is... one 
Um, it starts a little bit more in movie two, but okay. he the writer was was pushing a little bit of that for the first movie. Right, so, cool. um, it is it is a fun series. It is not as gory as some things. Um, it's actually really not that gory. There's not that many kills. Um, I'm going to do a kill count as we go along. But um, Child's Play um, will be our first movie. Um, it's from 1988. And it is available for free on FUBU, Tubi, and Pluto TV. Three things you've probably never heard of. But We've used Tubi before. There. That's right, we have. Um, so we'll have ads. Um, John, obviously, you can just watch my copy of it because <laughs> I have a copy. Um, and I, I look forward to seeing what you guys think of it. It is actually, I personally do not like dolls like that porcelain type dolls these type of dolls creep me the fuck out i stayed away <laughs> from this series my whole life until two maybe three years ago when i watched these i gave them a try because i was listening to a podcast that was talking about them i was like that sounds really fascinating i had to see how this works and i fell in love with the series it's actually really good so i look forward to seeing y'all's thoughts um, or hearing y'all's thoughts on um, these movies as we go so next week um, the first one, Child's Play. We will not do the remake, though. I'm just throwing that out there for everyone now. We are not watching the remake with Mark Hamill. Um, what? And there's a Why whole not? it. Uh, well, it doesn't tie to all of this. So it's not, not a canon. Good movie. It's not canon. Right. Um, it's not that good. And there's a whole logistical isn't story. Whole, isn't that the whole point of this? <laughs> God, to watch I, the the not good I, stuff. To watch I'm everything. Sh- the good, I, the bad, the ugly. Yeah, but it's not part of the franchise. That's what I'm saying. It's not oh, actually part oh. of the franchise. This one's a franchise watch. Um, so. Uh, Child's Play, and then um, yeah, we got some more fun stuff planned for everyone after the Child's Play, and this is a short franchise; it's not a super long franchise. So, um, all of you, um, buckle in and get ready for some crazy stuff where we're gonna go. So, thank you, um, everyone. Particularly, thank you, everyone in France. Again, I cannot stress that enough. Um, we love you. And again, right in you wrote in tell us you wanted the politics one, but we just want to know where else, where are you located, like. Our system just says we have a lot of people in France and then some of you are in Paris. We'd love to know some uh, some other things. Um, recommend a good wine for us. Eric is a wine connoisseur. He loves a good wine. See, he's doing it right now. <laughs> 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 um, all right. Well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. As always, you can write us, give us some questions, comments, concerns at notfunnyguys.offthereels at gmail.com. I promise next week we will read some of your letters. Uh, just it was a crazy day. My wife's not feeling very well, so I didn't have an extra little bit of time to go and curate the letters. You can find us on the Insta at not underscore funny underscore guys underscore presents, Twitter at not funny guys pod, and on Blue Sky the not funny guys. You can find me on Twitter at Vash underscore Maxwell. Letterbox says Vash Maxwell. Check out my list. I'm starting up some new ones, and um, I look forward to having some thoughts. You can find me on Blue Sky at Casey Franklin. Eric can be found on Letterbox as E-K-L-Y. Please, again, check out his list. I'm not I'm not joking. His list for the movies he's watched this year is actually pretty good. I'm <laughs> very fascinated to follow along with this as he goes. <laughs> We've the, been watching a lot of movies, too. We've been making give it. I know it's kind of fun is doing the list, isn't it? Like at first yeah. you're like, this is gonna be annoying. And then when you start to go through it, you're like, wow, I watched a lot of things this year. It, it feeds that little OCD in me. So it's it, it does. Uh you can find him on the insta at hot honey underscore comics. If there wasn't snow, there mm-hmm. would have been some good pictures because I finally got a good comic book. And I have some honey. Um, Dr. John, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram at esoteric underscore by underscore design. You can find me over on Letterbox at esoteric underscore Evans. You can find me on Substack at esoteric 
by design at substack.com and over on blue sky at arching with a phd all one word awesome and, and dr john i challenge you to try to do uh, movie list too like like we're doing you don't have to put in a review you don't have to rate them just throw on what you oh, yeah i just do stars okay it. yeah i just, I just do stars and i do rank them technically yeah. I, well, I just I just updated my review and got year. my letterbox for the uh for Lost in Translation and I did write a comment on it and this film is a vibe. So, yeah. I it's it is actually there's something oh, weird right. about like doing the logging of them. The ranking not so much. That one can get tedious, but I think just throwing in like this is what I watched this year and then going back at the end of the year and you're like, "Man, this is an interesting year for what I watched because you can actually kind of track a little bit of your mm. personality because when I would go back and look at last year's because of like with my dad passing away and I look at what I watched the beginning of the year versus the middle and the end, like, man, what a wild roller coaster. I, I mean, also a gets lot kind of depression. Weird. Mine gets uh, kind of weird in the fact that it like basically then takes on a lot of interesting me- metaphors of whatever my kids are watching or things I can watch with my kids too. Yeah. So it, it is fascinating to do the list. So I, I challenge you to try to, to do that. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So thank you. Thank you everyone again. Thank you to you two gentlemen. I really appreciate you a lot. I really do. I cannot stress that enough um, how much I appreciate you. And everyone look forward to the return of Not Funny Politics starting up soon. Um, So look forward to that. Super Tuesday will be a riot. (laughs) (laughs) Double entendre. No, not really. <laughs> oh God, no! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. As always, have a good night. Bye.